In this week's podcast, we're going to talk about the coursework that you're going to need in order to be a competitive applicant. All the PA programs certainly have different requirements, but there are some very basic, so we'll start off with that. To begin with, I want to talk about what are called the core science courses. So these are the ones that are required by every program and are actually the ones that are weighted the heaviest when it comes to evaluating an applicant. Of the core science courses or the core courses that are science, it's anatomy, physiology, and microbiology. So your grades in these courses are going to have a big impact in terms of a school granting an interview. Now, when it comes to anatomy and physiology, certainly you can take these separately or as combined anatomy and physiology one and anatomy and physiology two. But what a lot of applicants may not be aware of is the preference for any PA program is for a separate anatomy and separate physiology course. Now, of course, not every university or community college offers that. And again, the combined AMP 1 and 2 is generally accepted through most programs. But again, the preference is for a separate. So if this is something you have not taken already. Maybe you're listening to this podcast. You're just starting college and you're thinking about what courses do you need to take. I would highly recommend that you take a separate anatomy and separate physiology. And of course, these need to be with a lab. Now, again, not to confuse anybody, if you have anatomy and physiology one and anatomy and physiology two, they are acceptable. Again, I was just talking about what is preferred. If you aren't aware, you do need to make sure that these are human, human anatomy, human physiology. I say this because every year we come across applicants that might have vertebrae or animal or other types of uh, anatomy and physiology. I've seen anatomy and physiology for nursing students. And all of these are generally not going to count at a PA program. So you're going to want to make sure that you, what you're taking is human anatomy, human physiology. And as I mentioned before, these do need to be with labs. Now, I've again, I've come across students that may have taken anatomy, but there was no lab or they just didn't take the lab part. And then what I always hear from the applicant is, well, there are some schools that will accept without the lab. Yes, that's true. And this is really going to be true for about, well, pretty much any one of the classes that we're going to be talking about. You may have some of the science classes without labs. And again, it is true that there are programs out there that will accept without the labs. However, just remember, every uh, just about every other applicant is going to have the lab. So if the PA program is saying, well, we'll accept this, and that's true, they will. But the reality is you're not going to be competitive against all the other candidates that actually have everything, meaning the lab. So highly recommend that your anatomy and physiology both have labs. Microbiology. I, I come across many different types of microbiology classes when I review students' uh, academics. And again, you want a general microbiology course with a lab. If it says introductory to microbiology, and really for any class that you're taking, if it says introductory, not always, but sometimes these are not going to satisfy the requirements for a PA program. If you come across a course that you're going to be taking, whether it's chemistry, biology, microbiology, anatomy, physiology, etc., if it says that it's an introductory course, you need to make sure that your school, your university, your community college does not offer any other 
uh, course. Again, say for instance, if it was introduction to microbiology. If your school offers general microbiology, don't take the introductory. Intro classes really are not very helpful. And again, most of the time in the school, they're not going to satisfy the requirements from a particular PA program. And you're competing against other people who have taken the regular coursework. Microbiology, there will be many variations. I, As I said, I've seen uh, microbiology for nursing, microbiology for allied health. All of these generally speaking, are not going to satisfy the requirements that you will need for a PA program application. And as I same with the anatomy and physiology, make sure you have the lab. I know there are PA programs that will take microbiology without a lab. One, you're limiting yourself to the, the programs that you can apply to mostly, and I know this is getting repetitive, but you're going to be competing against other applicants that do have the lab. Now, of all the courses that you do need in order to meet the prerequisites for any PA program, as I said, these are considered the core courses. These are the ones that are most important because aside, uh, uh, unlike organic chemistry, which really is not going to help you, it's just more of a weeding out school or, I'm sorry, weeding out course, your uh, anatomy and physiology, you absolutely need. And microbiology, you're going to need when it comes to pharmacology. So there is a direct application to these courses and how well you did in these is, as I said before, going to have a, a big impact on a school's decision to grant an interview. That being said, grades in these courses, these three specifically are extremely important. We would tell you if you have anything less than a B, meaning B minus, C plus, C, be better off retaking these. It's not to say that you cannot apply and a lot of schools will accept a grade of C. As I've said and pointed out, these are considered the core courses, so you, you want to make sure that your grades are at least a B or better. Biology. Most schools require two biology courses, biology one, biology two, and again, with lab. Likewise, often I see people who have one biology, and they may have taken another upper division biology course. Some schools, this will satisfy the requirement for uh, the two biology credits require the two biology courses that are required by most programs. But again, not all. The vast majority of PA programs require two separate biology. So biology one, biology two. And again, this is called many different things at a lot of different schools and universities. So just make sure that whatever it is that you are taking does satisfy the requirement for biology one, biology two. And preferably, you would take these with a lab. Chemistry. Same thing, chemistry one, chemistry two. Very standard requirement across the board for just about any PA program. Again, some schools will accept one organic, or I'm sorry, one chemistry class with a lab. For the second one, you could take an upper level chemistry course such as organic chemistry or biochemistry. Just make sure, as I've been saying along, that the chemistry does come with a lab. And again, the preference would be to take two semesters of chemistry, chemistry one, chemistry two, both with labs. Okay, so those are just uh, the basic sciences generally required by almost every program out there. Now we can talk about some of the other courses that seem to be, uh, I guess, more prevalent or we start where we've been seeing more of in the last several cycles. So organic chemistry, and I sort of alluded to earlier, it's not that it's going to help you as a PA student or even as a physician assistant, but it is one of those courses where schools look at, and if you did well or if you even took it, 
uh, it will look good on your application in terms of making you a more competitive candidate. And preferably, you would have taken this with a lab. Another science course that would make you stand out as an applicant is genetics. Genetics, uh, not something that needs a lab. And most of the time, you're going to find this as a course on its own without a lab. And that's, that's all any school generally will look for. Other science classes that are helpful would be biochemistry. Now, with respect to the other courses that you're going to need, uh, basic classes include or basic courses include English composition or uh, some type of writing class. And again, just like other classes, often applicants will tell me what they have. And, you know, sometimes it will meet the requirements of what a school requires. I just want to emphasize these need to be actual writing classes. So just because it's English doesn't mean that it was writing, even if you did write a paper for it. So if you're ever in doubt, you just contact the PA program that you're applying to and find out if the course that you have does meet the requirements. But in the last couple of cycles, a composition course, and most of the schools wanted at least two composition courses, seems to be the trend. So I'd, I'd look out for that. You should have psychology, just a general psychology course. But these days, the classes that schools are looking for, in addition to your general psychology, include abnormal psychology and developmental psychology. Now, there are a lot of schools that do actually require abnormal psychology. Developmental psychology is not necessarily a required course. However, it will make you more competitive. Most programs will require at least a statistics course. Now, if you did take, say, biostatistics or some other type of statistics class, it should meet the requirements or fulfill the requirements that any specific PA program requires. For most programs, the mathematic requirement is just algebra. And a lot of applicants have pre-calculus, calculus, or higher, maybe even physics. But I'd caution you to make sure that you talk to your program that you're interested in to find out if those will fulfill the requirement if they require college algebra. As ridiculous as it might sound, a lot of programs, although uh, calculus is, of course, a higher level math course, they want college algebra and will not accept higher math such as calculus to satisfy that requirement. So make sure you're checking what the schools require. Make sure that you do have what they need. And for something like algebra, if it comes down to it, this is something you could easily take in an online format and knock out relatively quickly, I would say. Regarding foreign language, whether you've taken German or Mandarin or you've taken other foreign languages, these do help. But the one language that is most sought after across the board at any PA program is Spanish. If you haven't taken any Spanish, regardless of where you're going to be applying, whether that's in the southwest or northeast, anywhere in between, Spanish is always going to look good. It is required by some programs. Uh, one program in particular does actually require a full year of Spanish to even apply. So, it is, and even if you are a native Spanish speaker, you should just take the general or basic Spanish course. I would advise that if you are looking at Spanish courses, a lot of students tend to think they're going to go a little bit uh, one step further. So they, they start off by taking medical Spanish. I would just let you know that my patients that are English speaking don't really understand medical terminology. So by learning medical Spanish, your, your patients that are Spanish-speaking are still not going to understand what you're saying. So just take a basic Spanish, not medical Spanish. Medical Spanish is not going to look better on your application.
Medical Terminology is a course that you really should have. Now, this one, despite whether a school requires it or not, you absolutely should have, and it will make you more competitive. There are actually some online medical terminology courses that are administered by universities. You can take it in that format. Some of them are even quite short, so you don't have to waste a whole semester taking medical terminology. But it is a course that will help you stand out. I would recommend if you don't already have in your uh, academics is to take a general sociology class. While, again, not required by most programs, it will help you and it does look good on an application to have that course. I I suspect more schools are going to start going towards that being a requirement. Okay, let's talk a little bit about online classes. Now, I have mentioned some of the classes we do recommend taking online, uh, that being something like an English class or even the Spanish class or even the medical terminology class. But for your science classes, taking an online science class is a little risky. Now, because of the pandemic, most schools, if not all, were forced to start accepting the online courses, even the ones that had labs. And that's just been the way it has been for the past few cycles since the pandemic. However, as things are starting to return to normal, relatively speaking, more and more programs are starting to not accept any of the online classes. Now, just to be clear, anything that you have taken prior is and should be accepted. That's not the problem. It's it's going forward. Now, unfortunately, there is no, how do I say it, like typical. Uh, the pandemic started, well, it's been, we're into our third year, technically, if you want to call it that way, into the pandemic. Each year, it's been kind of a guessing game, uh, whether or not the pandemic is over and all schools are open up so we can tell everybody that they should stop taking all online classes. But of course, we come through these winter months and then reaffections appear. So I can't say that schools or all programs are going to stop accepting online courses. This is something I would discuss with a program Surely you can go on their websites and look at what they require. Most schools are trying to update their websites. But again, we're still in the in the previous cycle. We're still in the 2022-23 cycle. Schools at this point in time will start updating their websites. It's not as if there's a requirement and there is no deadline. So it's very random, which I know is very unfortunate. It's something I would start... If it's something you're doing, meaning you're going, you're taking online classes, and again, I'm talking about the science classes that have labs. You took an English composition course, college algebra, medical terminology. If you took these online, there should be no problem. But if you're taking a science class, specifically ones that have labs, and you're doing this right now, it's in an online format, I would check with the schools you're thinking of or planning to apply to. Talk to them. Make sure that this is going to be acceptable in the upcoming cycle. There's nothing worse than having the news cycle start, schools update their websites, and put up this notice saying they are no longer going to accept any online labs from January 23 going forward. So talk to the programs, find out if they are in fact going to accept this, if that is something that you're dealing with. Otherwise, of course, we highly recommend that all the coursework that you take, especially if it's a lab, a science with a lab, you take it in person uh, because eventually I would assume this is all going to blow over and to the point where 
or only or the schools are only accepting in-person sciences with labs as we always did prior to the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, we never accepted any kind of a science class with a lab online. There are many schools that do offer these courses. So uh, I just take them at um, at your own risk, I guess is the best advice we can give you. I will say that from students that we've worked with that have used them in the past, they are not the greatest learning format. Certainly with an online lab, it's very difficult to discern certain things and you're really not getting the learning experience that you do need. And labs such as anatomy, physiology, microbiology, these are going to be extremely important with respect to your success in a PA program. So you really don't want to take these in an online format, if at all possible. Some of the online schools or these online science classes do offer hybrid format. So it's online lecture and in-person lab. This is definitely better than fully online, but I would still talk to the programs or research the programs that you are considering applying to to find out if, in fact, they will accept these. If you've received a grade of C or less in your science classes, you really need to think about retaking these courses in order to be competitive. Now, I will say that a C in OCHEM doesn't necessarily need to be repeated. This is not the most important course. And for those who do get a grade, say, of a C in OCHEM, it's it's generally not a problem. But as I discussed earlier, if you have a C, say, in anatomy, physiology, microbiology, you really should look at retaking these courses. Plus, programs want to see that you have made an attempt. If you did receive a C in, say, one of the major science classes, that you did try to retake it, try to find out what you did wrong. It looks good on an application. If you received a grade of D or F, but then retook the course and got an A or B, don't worry about this. Don't stress out thinking it's going to look horrible. I mean, it doesn't help. It certainly does affect your GPA. If you took a course and you did poorly at once for whatever reason, doesn't really matter the reason, if you went back and retook the course and you did much better, it will stand out. So don't lose too much sleep over courses that you may have failed or done very poorly in, but then retook it and did exceptional. If you've done poorly in your, say, maybe first year or two in undergrad, but you've done exceptionally well in the last two years, again, this sort of thing will stand out on an application. So there are ways to address this that you can do in the application process that will help you stand out. But at the admissions board, most programs will, I mean, they're going to look over, of course, your whole application, your entire academic history, and we can see trends. So if somebody did not so good, maybe in their first year or even their second year, but last couple of years, there's this major upward trend. Again, it'll be noticed by the boards and taken into consideration when they look at you for as an applicant. Taking classes from a four-year university as opposed to a community college generally speaking, is not going to matter. There are a few schools that sort of frown upon courses that have been taken from a community college. However, uh, I know of a lot of places where some of the courses just are not offered at the university level, which may sound ridiculous, and some students have to go to the local community college, or maybe they're not able to do these at the time period that it's offered at the university, but at the local community college, say if you're working a full-time job, and you have to take this in the evening. It's only available at the community college. So if your only option, of course, is the community college, this is fine. Let's talk about AP credits. I'm sure many of you are not in high school, so there's not much you can do. But just be aware that a lot of programs 
are not going to accept AP credits, uh, particularly when it comes to the the science courses and particularly when it comes to the core ones like anatomy, physiology, microbiology. So if you received AP credit, uh, specifically for anatomy, physiology, or microbiology, you really do want to talk to these schools and find out if this will fulfill their requirement. More than likely, it is not going to because you need to take it at the university level. So even if you did have AP credit, I would strongly recommend that you rethink or you think about retaking those courses specifically. Now, if you received AP credit for something like English composition, college algebra, that's different. Those should be accepted. There should not be an issue as long as the school does accept AP credits, but it's AP credits in the sciences that I I would avoid. Or if you do have them to make sure that you verify with the PA program that you're thinking of applying to, that these are going to be acceptable. We get students who have attended multiple universities and the question always comes up, is this going to look negatively on the application? The short answer is no. It's not relevant how many schools that you attended. And certainly if you're taking some courses at another school, maybe again, maybe it's an evening class or during the summer that you're taking a class at a community college to fulfill a requirement, couldn't get into it at your university. You don't need to have this course transferred to your school and added onto your transcript. Just enter it as another school on CASPA and have the transcript sent directly from that school, but it is not relevant whether you attended, or I'm sorry, whether you obtained all of your credits from one school or if you obtained them from multiple schools. This does not look negatively on an application. So these were just a few tips that we have when it comes to the coursework that's required for not every PA program, but most. I know it varies quite a bit and it is, I don't know, I don't have a good, I know it varies widely from one PA program to another. Again, they're the very basics, which anatomy, physiology, microbiology, chemistry, and biology that are required by essentially every program. And then beyond that, it's it's variable in terms of what they will require and then what they'll accept. So make sure that you're on top of it, talking to the schools uh, that you plan on applying to, ensuring that what you have does fulfill their requirements. And specifically, the courses that you have taken, that they do satisfy the requirements of that particular PA program that you're thinking of applying to. If you're not sure where you stand as an applicant, you can always sign up for what we offer is a general advising session. It's a one-hour meeting with a physician assistant mentor who will go through every step of the application process, not just the academics, but all to also talk to you about your patient care experience, your volunteering, your shadowing, your extracurricular activities, your letters of recommendation, which schools are a better fit for you, and more. If you're not sure where you stand, just sign up for the general advising. We can schedule you right away to talk to one of our physician assistant mentors who can tell you where you stand as an applicant as well as advise you on what things you can be doing to make sure that you're more competitive. If you'd like to learn more about our services, what we do, how it works, feel free to sign up for the free consultation. Just go to our website, pamentoronline.com, and select the free consult and sign up. We'll we'll have a PA call you, and again, we'll explain or talk to you about our services and how they work. Or you can just uh, send us an email, and again, we'll get you scheduled for a free consult. So I hope this was helpful, and good luck to everybody out there for this upcoming cycle.